Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good morning to you. Good Christmas Eve morning. Welcome to a numbers game. Glad to have you here. It's Gil Alexander, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubos, Link Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However you are taking us in this morning, we appreciate it. Jeff Parlay is here as well, producer number five and eight. Jeffrey, Merry Christmas to you, sir. How are you doing, man? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Merry Christmas. Uh, a nice day off of having to watch anything tonight. Yeah, I'm kind of a little bitter that the Hawaii Bowl's not happening. I needed something to watch. needed something to bet on, maybe. But nothing. Nonetheless, we got a lot to talk about here today. Um, Christmas and non-Christmas. First of all, Vinny Maliula will join us, as he always does, to close out every week. We'll look at all the... The line moves, the significant line moves for Week 16 in the National Football League here at the South Point. Paul Carr with some Premier League picks this weekend. In case uh, the NFL and the NBA and college football is not enough for you, he's got some Premier League picks. Guess they're going to play some games over there across the pond. Chris Valika will join us, too, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day. Doesn't have a lot of college bowl uh, bets, but he has a, we'll try to coax a few out of him anyway, see what he likes in the coming week of college football. And, uh, of course, we have to momentarily start with that game last night, which was just glorious in so many ways, which we'll talk about here momentarily. But uh, first, a couple things. One, uh, I bought the, uh, you know, for Christmas, wanted to give the crew anything everybody wanted from the VEASAN store, both here and on uh, and on Primetime Action. And I was joking that it wasn't going to arrive before Christmas. I was like, oh, my God, by the time you guys give me the, the, the list, it's going to come for, like, Martin Luther King Day, not for Christmas. Well, it came to my place yesterday, and guess what happened? I forgot the whole box. Forgot the whole box. I am an idiot, 
Rack that, Jeff. I am an idiot. So I apologize, everybody. I'll have it all on Monday. It's at my place. And I just want to say the numbers game box is bigger than the primetime action box because uh, Ann decided to get a sweatshirt and Isaiah didn't. That's just another thing. So Merry Christmas to all. I apologize for being that forgetful. Um, But to make up for it, my favorite Christmas songs of all time later on the show. Jeff, here's the thing. I just want you to know this. I love Christmas. You know what I love more than Christmas? Christmas songs. I used to burn Christmas CDs. Do you know what a CD is? Do you know what burning a CD is, Jeff? I used to burn Christmas CDs for myself with my favorite Christmas songs of all time. I'm talking about R&B artists. I'm talking about pop artists. My favorite eight. Coming up. Look forward to it. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, As far as this game last night, the Titans beat the 49ers 20-17. to They do so as three-point Dogs, they win it outright, plus 160 uh, money line on the money line. At least the closing number was three. It got to about three and a half a little before game time, then immediately toggled back to three. All the three and a halves were eaten up. I had the Titans plus three and a half as well yesterday. And as you know, I have the Titans to win it all because the calculus was always at the Titans. We get the number one seed. Also, I have a Colts bet to win it all. Those are my teams that I think are the sneaky good value teams. And here's the deal. Both things, we want to hold two thoughts in our heads at the same time. Yes, Jimmy G let the Titans back in the game. But two, isn't it amazing what you can do when you get not even your best player back, but your second best player back? And the reason that I am uh, so adamant about mentioning that is because the amount of incoming I take on primetime action, continually keeping the Titans in my top 10, take that. This team, it's a, uh, we'll go through it. But essentially, if you saw it last night or if you didn't, 55 yards of total offense for the Titans in the first half yesterday. 55, that's it. Got completely dominated. On the other hand, I will say this, Jeff, when I was watching uh, Matt Kelly and I on, or not Matt, uh, Ben and I last night on primetime action, the one thing that I did say, and I think it was pretty agreed on in the first half too, is while getting the 55 yards, the Titans had a very strange offensive approach. It's like they didn't want to air it out. They were playing it really super close to the vest. You're like, why don't you try to air the ball out? Every time they had a third and long, uh, they, they were quite good on third down conversions, but it's like they waited to third down to actually, uh, when their back was against the wall, to actually get a little frisky with it. They ended up the game 9 of 16 on third downs, the Titans did. But 55 yards of offense in the first half, they got completely dominated by the Niners. However, let's let's imagine what it could have been. First quarter, the Niners had taken the ball down easily on their first drive of the game to go up 7-0. They force a punt. They get it all the way to a goal-to-go situation on their second drive. Second and goal at the Tennessee 8. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know what he was looking at, but you couldn't even see George Kittle's jersey behind Jack Rabbit Jenkins from Garoppolo's point of view, and he threw it anyway, and Janoris Jenkins picks off the pass. That's at least three points, at least three, that the Niners leave on the board on that particular drive. Then, second quarter, 13.05 left. Again, the Titans are doing nothing on offense. It's still 7-0. 13.05 left, second quarter, 7-0 Niners. We're going the other way, right to left on your television screen. Garoppolo overthrows a wide-open Kyle Juszczyk. That would have been a touchdown. Just absolutely airmails him. And seven plays later, the Niners have to settle for a Robbie Gould 48-yard field goal. So you're talking about 10 nothing score, probably left 10 extra points on the board at that point. So there's no question that the Niners were complicit in this. Just let the Titans hang around long enough until the Titans finally figured out for themselves, 
oh, we should probably play this differently. By the way, last sequence of the first half, it should also be noted, that the Niners had the ball first and 10 at their own 10, with 120 left and two timeouts in the pocket. And Kyle Shanahan essentially was telling all of us, yeah, I don't trust this dude. I don't trust my quarterback. We're not actually going to try to matriculate this down the field. 10 to nothing, they go into the locker room. Titans get the ball first in the second half. That was noteworthy. And so those of us who had Titans bets, down 10 to nothing at the half, you had to feel spectacular about your position. And I certainly did, and I think I speak on behalf of Titans betters when I say that. Second half, first drive, Titans get the ball downfield. The kick of field goal is 10 to 3. Very first play of the ensuing drive. Shannon, uh, excuse me, uh, Garoppolo, right over the middle, airs it, airmails it again. Amani Hooker on the pick. Four plays later, it's 10 to 10. By the way, there was a play in the first half. So while I say the Niners left 10 extra points on the board, there was another play in the first half where he hit a uh, Titans linebacker. I can't remember who it was, Jeff. Maybe you'll remind me. Right in the middle of the chest in the numbers, and it was dropped. I believe it was Evans. And so... Yeah, maybe they left 10 on the board, but perhaps we're selling the Titans short, too, because they should have had a pick early in this game, too. But Garoppolo, first play of the uh, Niners on offense in the second half after a uh, Titans field goal, throws the pick. Four plays later, Deontay Foreman, three-yard run. It's 10-10, to and all of a sudden the place is going crazy. Titans betters are going crazy, and you're like, wow. They did not step on the Titans when they had a chance, step on their throat. And this one, we all know how this is going to go, or at least we thought so. Um... Ends up being 17-17 late. The reason it became 17-17, Garoppolo did lead the Niners down on a game-trying drive. Drive started with over five minutes left in the game, ended with just over two minutes left in the game. Of course, the big play was a lot of yak on a Debo play, 56-yard of Debo Debo Samuel over the middle. Uh, He took it almost all the way to the house. And then finally, Randy Bullock on the Titans' final drive ekes in a 44-yard field goal. And I do mean ekes it for the final score, Titans 20 Niners 17, huge on so many levels. One, the Niners now, big trouble because by the time results uh, are completed this weekend in the NFL, or excuse me, in the NFC playoff picture, they could be out of that playoff picture on the outside looking in with all the other 7 and 7s in play. Niners fall to 8 and 7. Niners lose a lot of tiebreakers. Obviously, two more weeks left in the season. And from the Titans' standpoint, the Titans' win means if the Colts lose to Arizona tomorrow, the Titans clinch the AFC South. They are your AFC South champions. And now the Titans resume their eye on the number one seed with King Henry, Derrick Henry, eligible to come back. Not eligible, but slated to come back two weeks from now in Week 18 if they need him to come back in Week 18, certainly for the postseason. So a couple things here, Jeff. One, with all that you saw from Garoppolo, how bad must Trey Lance be? Let's start there. Well, the, the the funny thing with Garoppolo last night was before he threw the first interception, he was perfect in that game. He was 8 for 8. He was he, uh, almost 100 yards. He looked really sharp. And then he totally lost his mind after that. The, the pick in the end zone, it was quadruple coverage, and you couldn't even see Kittle behind Jack Rabbit, like you said. Uh, the use check throw was still the worst one of the night because that's a walk-in. And then the interception of Debo, just take the check down. Don't try to force it into Debo. Uh, But to answer your question, I think what we saw earlier this year when the game Trey Lance had to start, where they legitimately ran the wing T offense, and if they had any any sort of real offense, they would have beat Arizona that day. They only lost by 
six. Uh, I think the answer is Trey Lance at this moment is pretty darn bad. Jimmy G's first three non-completions were the pick in the end zone, the overthrow of Juszczyk, and then that other one that hit the linebacker in the middle of the chest. So those were his first three non-completions. But I'll just say this about the Titans again, because this is really, while all of that is true about Jimmy G, let us also hold this thought in our head at the same time. And this is, this is why the Titans' futures were, were, were made in the first place. It's amazing what you can do, once again, when you get your second best player back despite not having half of your offensive line, still not having your single best offensive player back in the lineup. And you know, here's the big point, actually going plus two in turnovers. All the Titans haters, and, I don't, and I'm talking about mainstream media, I'm talking about whatever, people who have forgotten about the Titans casually ignored the fact that the Titans didn't have their, their two best offensive players. By the way, Julio Jones in and out of the lineup too. And that they went minus 13 in turnovers in their last three games. And you can sit here and you can try to say, oh, well, that's how they played football. They're, they're loose with the football. No one goes minus 13 in three games. You don't average minus 4.33 turnovers like that. That's not a sustainable rate. You'd be minus 70 in turnovers for a season. So here they are. They get their second best player back. They actually go plus two in turnovers. And there's your victory. So let's, start, let's stop with the with the killing of the Tennessee Titans and the, and the ridiculous evaluation of a team that you're willing to, you're willing to let other teams have those caveats. Oh, well, the Bucks don't have their best three players. That's why they lost to the Saints nine to nothing. The Titans lost three because they went minus 13 and didn't have their best players. So let's stop with the inconsistency. Both things are true. Titans are back. Jimmy G, uh-oh. If you're the San Francisco 49ers, we'll come back. Chris Valika, the Bear, from ESPN's College Game Day. Next, Numbers Game Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Football season is still here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, he's the glue that holds college game day together. He's also part of the uh, Daily Wager crew over there at ESPN2. And, of course, half of the Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast. It is Chris Felica, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Chris. Good, good morning, Gil. What's going on, brother? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for doing this on uh, Christmas Eve morning. What, how does how does Chris Felica spend his Christmas Eve morning in Connecticut? What do you do? Uh, I just uh, got done ma- making breakfast for my uh, for my wife and I, and we got to run out and get a, a couple of last minute things for uh, for dinner tonight. But yeah, we we don't got it's just, it's just myself, my wife, and the cat. So we're uh, we got a nice low key low, low key Christmas Eve plan, which is good. I love it. I love it. So explain to us uh, why we're not getting the Hawaii Bowl tonight. I know the stated reason is a COVID outbreak. Is that the entire reason? I don't I don't know anything, but but I would have to think that a good part of the reason is because Hawaii basically had the, the mutiny uh, within and just not enough available players. I mean, I'm sure that there is a COVID outbreak, but, but like, why did we not hear about a sudden COVID outbreak beforehand, or why did they maybe tell Memphis, "Hey, we got some, we got, we got a, a virus uh, outbreak going on here. Maybe you, you might want to hold off on your travel." So yeah, it does seem, it does seem a little fishy, but you got to just take it for uh, at, at its face value for what they're saying and and trust that it is uh, the COVID related as well as as well as injuries, and not just the fact that uh, half the team basically is in the transfer portal and. Uh, revolted against Todd Grant. Yeah, yeah. Seems like a confluence of events there. By the way, Memphis, nice place to be stranded. I think we can all agree on that. Nice place to be stranded. Yeah. 
for the Memphis Speak, Tigers. Speaking of being stra- speak, speaking of being stranded, Kill, I, I wanted to ask you and, uh, and, and parlay this question. Uh, Stanford Steve and I bo- bo- uh, boasted this on our on our pod and uh, wanted to get your opinion. Please, uh, the, the would you rather of the weekend? Would you rather a sit through Jets Jaguars on Sunday at the stadium, or would you rather be stuck sitting atop the Green Monster in Boston? on like a 30, 35-degree morning with the wind howling uh, and watching a, uh, a Virginia SMU college football game at Fenway Park. <laughs> Am I in peril when I'm sitting on top of the Green Monster? Like, could I fall to my death? No, you're just, you're just sitting there for however long the game is in the, uh, a high, elevated, wide-open area on a, on a cold winter morning. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, short porch on top of the monster. That's what I'm going to do, just to okay. have the story. Right. Jeff? Jeff's a oh, Jets I'm, fan, I, I, by the way. I, I, I'm taking a Jet Jaguar game. Come on, the opportunity to the opportunity to see Ron Middleton coach an NFL game. How can I pass that up? Which one did you decide on, Chris? Which one did you go with? You're a Jets fan, also. I I, I, opt, I opted for the for uh, for the college football game only because it's easier for me uh, to get to Denver to get to Fenway than it was to the Meadowlands. <laughs> I see. Took an actual life considerations there. I no, I love to say. I sat on top of the monster for a college football bowl game. So, I mean, speaking of college football bowl games, so we are, so it's the 24th, and so I like to do this this week sort of span with you, week meaning seven days span with you, uh, and I don't know how many, how many games you really like over the course of the next week because we will be just on the morning of the national semis when we talk next. So just prior to those games, let's start with tomorrow. We do have a bowl game tomorrow between Georgia State and Ball State. Do you have any any thought on this game? Georgia State a six point favorite, total fifty one. Yeah, I played this early on at Georgia State minus four, so I'm already invested in this game. And uh, you, you can tell based on the old the old closing line value out there for all these bowl games what way this is going to go. So I, I might even just buy back on Ball State. At, a, at plus six, based on uh, how all uh, all of us thought we are, people thought we were so smart, getting a good early number, and then those teams wind up either a losing outright or b not covering. So uh, I, I, I might take a little uh, a little ball state plus now that it's six, just to just to get off this bet because the closing line uh, theory has not worked out so far in, in the in the ball game. All right, what about three days from now? Now we have a bowl respite. Like it just seems all sports uh, here besides. Besides the NFL, in uh, are uh, taking a little uh, three-day break here. NBA also playing on Christmas, but Western Michigan, Nevada, the Quick Lane Bowl on uh, this will be now on Tuesday, the Quick Lane Bowl, and then another military bowl. How many military bowls we have, Jeff? Look into that for us, would you? Uh, Boston College and East Carolina, both of these early games on December twenty-seventh. Yeah, I, I didn't really like anything in, in either of those games either. I know that probably doesn't doesn't help your your listeners out very much, but I did like some some stuff on the twenty eighth. I, I did right. like um, let's go there Minnesota laying. I did like I did like Minnesota uh, laying the laying the points in that game, and this is a defense I think that's played pretty well uh, throughout the year. You know that if PJ Fleck uh, is coaching the ball game, you know that his team is going to be invested in that game. So uh, I did I did like Minnesota. You got Letty Brown, who's out for, for West Virginia, and their offense has basically been um, up and down throughout the, uh, the course of the year that's even with him. So uh, yeah, I did like Minnesota minus the points here. 
um, in, in this one. Um, the, the other the other game I liked was the next day uh, with, with Clemson and Iowa State, and I did like Iowa State uh, there, and it's probably around to pick them. And, and I'm and I'm just taking the theory that you're Clemson, you've been in the in the college football playoff the last five years, you're used to being involved in big ball games. Now you're playing in a in, in a pre New Year's type game in Orlando against Iowa State, who while they are good, it doesn't sound good. You've got both coordinators gone. Uh, you have a quarterback that you can't trust in DJ Williams. I know Brees Hall is out for Iowa State, but I think they feel okay at the running back position, and everybody else is playing. So I did like Iowa State in that game. And then the other bowl game that I liked kind of pre-New Year's was, was Washington State against Miami, and the, the numbers moved a little bit there. I think it's a, I think it's a pick them now in most places. But it, I, it, I think Wazoo is going to wind up closing as a better field goal favorite because you look at Miami's month of preparation here that they've had. They had no coach for a while. They, the program was kind of in limbo. And now you've got a COVID outbreak, which isn't as bad as Texas A&M, so it shouldn't affect them playing the game. But, but I, I spoke to a couple of people down there, and uh, I think it, there might be a, uh, a general feeling within that program of, can we just get this damn season over with and, and move on to spring ball in 2022? So a, a segment in which you have decided you don't want to attend a Jets game, your favorite pro football team, and now you're uh, fading your alma mater, Miami, <laughs> the U, with Washington what, 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 Exactly. Yeah, that, 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 the happiness hedge type of I like it. deal right there. The funny, the, the funny thing is how really Tyler Van Dyke deserves a hell of a lot better and a lot more recognition than, than what he's gotten. Like, if you go back in the college football playoff era, I mean, he's got six straight games with over 300 passing yards and three touchdown passes. In the playoff era, the only other player to accomplish that a streak of six consecutive games with 300-plus and three touchdown passes. It was Joe Burrow the year he won the Heisman Trophy. So that's pretty damn good company that the Miami uh, redshirt freshman is in. And I, I would suspect that he could be on a lot of people's early-season Heisman lists as a uh, dark horse next year. All right, so then Minnesota, Washington State. And who did you like in the uh, Clemson game before that? Clemson? Iowa State. Oh, Iowa you liked State. Iowa State. You like the Iowa State side. Okay. Yeah. Chris, Merry hey, Christmas. There was, there was one other. There was one. Yes. There was one other thing too. So I, I, real quick, um, I, I was texting you about it the other night, and uh, I looked, and it's still available uh, on DraftKings. There was a Houston Texans adjusted with season win total, and it's still up right now. It's under three and a half uh, at minus one twenty, and and I feel like look, they got the Chargers who they're not beating. The 49ers, who they're not beating, and then the last week of the year, they have the Titans, and the Titans might need that game for a, for the number one overall seed in the AFC and, yep. and a first round bye. So, like at the very least, you're putting yourself in a position where you, you lay 120 with this, and then you, you can take the the, the the Texans on a money line because I'm sure they'll be greater than plus 120. That's right. In that game, as long as the game means something for the Titans, so like Houston Texans under three under three and a half wins, like. I thought that might be one of the uh, the remaining adjusted win totals out there that's probably still worth playing. We did have that exchange the other night. I'd forgotten. That's exactly right. And a fine, fine piece of betting advice. Thank you, Chris. That is perfect. You're uh, quite welcome. That's how you can play the uh, tight. That's the thing with all these NFL bets. There's so many different markets that you have to sort of look around to see what the best is. I think we had an example, someone who tweeted in the other day who was talking about the way to play the Bills right now. The best bang for your buck is actually if you if you believe they're beating the Patriots, the adjusted season win total market is the best way to play them, right? Over 10.5 wins because you'll get plus 175 or something on that. That's better than them winning the division 
or any other, you know, sort of bet that you can make on them at this point. Yes, no playoffs, that kind of thing. Chris, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to the wife as well. Hey, to you. Have a great, have a great holiday. You and you and Parlay and everybody else out there. Thank you so much. Chris Valiga spending time with us on Christmas Eve morning at Chris Valiga, F-A-L-L-I-C, on Twitter. Jeff and I will come back. Our Week 16 bets and the survivor implications, perhaps, of last night. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off a VSIN all access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money's going on every game. Sign up today. And you also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus our all new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we were just talking with uh, Chris Valik about, so many bowl games still to come. Still a worthwhile value for sure. Um, Jeff yesterday made an in-game play on Miami of Ohio against North Texas. Thought that was one of the in-game opportunities you can have during bowl season where Miami of Ohio looks to be clearly the better team in the first half. Good second half wager on them. But I think the the lesson of that uh, segment with Chris was he doesn't love much over the course of the next week. Pre-flop anyway. You, do you like anything pre-flop over the course of the next week? Not really. Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. Again, uh, it's kind of hard, too, because now with with the resurgence of, of COVID again, the last thing I want to do is get on the wrong side of a COVID, a COVID outbreak and – and then even and then you're, maybe even the game gets postponed and get lucky, but it's that's so not what true. you want. It's so much better just sitting down in front of one of these games. You're like, oh, there's a college football game. Let me watch. Let me watch this for the beginning. Doesn't always work out, but I think that's a better tack on these. The only one that I'm pretty sure I'm going to bet, assuming there's no COVID outbreak, on uh, the Houston Cougars against Auburn. There's just so many key pieces to Auburn that are not on the team anymore because of the transfer portal. Yeah. or declaring for the draft. That would be the only one, uh, and I liked Central Florida yesterday. Of course, didn't bet it until in the. I did take a little uh, piece of the Knights in game. Like that got home because they won. Boy, did they want that game or what? Y- you think? Ooh. You think? Oh man! But uh, that Houston, Houston on the twenty eighth. That's next Tuesday. Uh, a game that will be starting as soon as you and I are off the air at nine a.m. Pacific. Love it. Uh, that uh, that that's the only one that I'm looking at. Other than that, it just it's pretty tough to to make anything else at this point. All right, we get tweets at Benny the Book. Clint Steely talking about my uh, Tua Tagovailoa uh, receiver separation stat yesterday. He said, that's a great stat regarding Tua and least separation with receivers. I immediately think in a blink sense that Jared Goff had to be near an all-time high of receiver separation when he was with the Rams. Cooks, Woods, and Cup would be wide open routinely. Uh, I don't know, Clint. I haven't checked on Jared Goff, but you're probably right on that, just uh, just sort of on instinct. Uh, this is from uh, plus underscore money. He said, uh, I think he's responding to somebody who's asking about tennis betting. He uh, oh, was very kind of him. He said, Gil and Dan Weston are the goats. He said, oh, no, nobody will handicap tennis better. If you played Gil's picks at $100 for a span, you'd be up 20 units. Actually, uh, 30, or, 30 or 40, maybe even 50, depending on where you started. Uh, the, guy, the guy hits plus 300 dogs like nothing. Thank you. Uh, we can't wait for tennis to resume in January as well in earnest. I know they're playing random locations uh, around the globe right now. Jason H11, another great megapod that can be summed up in one word. Beep. 
happy holidays to you and your families. Do you enjoy the Megapod appearance yesterday? We, That's we needed, a good summary. That is a good summary <laughs> a of yesterday's show. <laughs> uh, John Fitzgibbons, happy holidays. Gil, happy holidays to you. Uh, John, happy holidays. Gil and Jeff, what a year. The latest being Gil's Megapod rant about announcers who say analytics when they mean Plinko. Bleeping brilliant. Yeah, I got a little, uh, I got a little worked up. This is also Jason H11. Uh, since I'm an, since I am an idiot who loves analytics, I'm inviting both crews over to my place later for Chinese food and to pick up your present. <laughs> and my my annual tweet is coming uh, for how uh, how the how the, uh, the the wonderful tribesmen have been fed since uh, since the birth of Christ. Jason DeWall, uh, Gil is so right about the Titans. I don't care about the situation. If I get points with that coaching staff, especially at home, I'm taking it from now until Vrabel retires with his own statue in Nashville. Uh, this is from, uh, I don't know what his uh, Twitter handle is. Profitable Prop 2 is his uh, Twitter handle. How does George only get three targets? Always oh, talking about George Kittle. That was an interesting part of last night's game, too, where Kittle was basically, I mean, they, they were draped on him. They had two guys on him. They're like, you're going to beat us some other way. You're not going to beat us with George Kittle. And they did not beat him with George Kittle. They did not beat him at all. Kiss the Degenerate. Oh, talking about, I'm saying, give him my favorite Christmas songs later on the show. Gil, let me guess. Yeah, I don't want to read that because he, he nailed one of them. You nailed one of them, Kiss the Degenerate. That's coming up. That's on the list. Uh, Roger Jones. I think the unsung hero for the Titans last night was number 75. Well done. 100%. Um, and for people like, seven, number 75. What is he talking about? He's talking about second-round rookie... And I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name even correctly. Dylan Raddins, R-A-D-U-N-Z. He ends up playing because half the Titans' offensive line was out last night, including Taylor Lewan. But he ends up on Nick Bosa. Niners thought, oh, we'll take advantage of this. Nick Bosa, essentially, in the second half of the game, had to go to the other side of the line because this dude was handling him great. So you're 100% right. Uh, Roger Jones, that is a great call. Number 75 was, in fact, the unsung hero of that ball game last night. Michelle Belanger, are we sure there isn't some Russian ping-pong to bet on today? It's not even 7.30, and I'm going through withdrawals. LOL. It's, that, it's, it's like the all-star break in baseball today. Nothing to bet on. Nothing to bet on. Somewhere in the globe there is. Somewhere in the globe there is. There, there, there is currently, Gil, if you want some in-game, you, there is some ITF doubles going on right now there is some itf doubles that's for sure um people have asked me why don't i bet doubles i'm like I'm, i have enough enough to bet on on the single side uh there's itf doubles right now there are uh, other global events taking place but i'm not going to recommend betting them at this point if you haven't before there is some uh there's some soccer in india palestine Qatar, algeria iran if that floats your boat uh, okay, what about the survivor implications of last night's game, too? We, we need to sort of stop and think about this. Remember, there, was, there were 16 entries left in Circus Survivor. 4,080 started this. So of the 16 left, $375,000 intrinsic value for those 16. Now, remember, eight of those remaining 16 have the Packers. Remember, Christmas is the game last night, and the two games tomorrow comprise one week, the Christmas quirk, if you will the 17th of 20 weeks. Remember Thanksgiving being the other quirky three-game week, if you will, weekend quotes for Circus Survivor. I'm going to assume, Jeff, you know what they say about assuming, but I'm going to assume that all eight who had the Packers, because the Packers are clearly the biggest favorite on the board of these three games, took the Packers. Because what are you saving them for at this point? Which would leave eight other entries to, and, and the Colts are not available to any of them. 
So it would leave eight other entries to choose between the Titans and the Niners last night, the Cardinals, or, of course, the Browns, which you would assume no one will take the Browns. So eight, maybe I shouldn't assume that, but eight probably between the Titans, Niners, and Cardinals. Any guesses? Because we don't know yet. We won't know till tomorrow. Here's the deal. The deadline for this game last night, or the deadline for the games tomorrow, is 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern tonight. Then after those two games are played tomorrow, there's essentially a nine-hour window to turn around before the kickoffs of the Sunday games. Mike Palm told us that on the Megapod yesterday. So of the remaining eight entries, if, I, if I'm correct that eight took the Packers, the eight that had them available took them, how do you think those remaining eight broke down on Cardinals, Titans, and Niners? Or, or the better, more succinct way of asking is, how many people do you think got eliminated last night on the, tight, on the uh, Niners? Let's just put it that way. I'd say uh, of the 16, I would say a quarter. F- so four. four. I think you're that, yeah. Joe Peter had the same guess. Four. We don't know, but I'm guessing a quarter of the field got knocked out. There's a scenario where everybody, I mean, there's a scenario where this is over after this week. Or at least it gets down to chop form. And if it gets down to three or four people, please, people, chop it. It's $6 million. By the way, shout out to Las Vegas Chris, by the way, who ends up as part of a chop in Last Man Standing. He did it again. He did it again. Hopefully we can get Las Vegas Chris on the show on Tuesday to talk about that how he has uh, done well on another contest. And by the way, the ultimate uh, tribute to Las Vegas Chris last night, Roxy Roxborough was here at the South Point last night when we were doing primetime action. He came into the studio, and I invited him on the set, and we did a segment with Roxy. And uh, I brought up a quote that Roxy had uh, said to me many years ago, Gil, nobody, nobody beats the NFL, nobody. And he said, well, maybe Las Vegas Chris has proven me wrong. The ultimate tribute. Do you imagine having that on you? Like Las Vegas Chris could just die now. He's like, that's the greatest tribute a human being could ever have in the, in the gambling world from Roxy. So I think you're probably right. I think probably a quarter go out on that. Do you think anybody took the Titans? Do you think anybody had the uh, onions for that? Well, 13 people had the Titans. I would imagine someone they, had to have done it. I think so. They were yeah. probably saving the Titans. Even though they were dogs, somebody probably took them For last what night. it's worth, I think I would have rather had the Titans last night than Arizona on, on Saturday night. That just feels like a miserable experience having – the, your entry come down to Arizona having to be the team you that imagine? is playing great right now. We were talking with Joe and Pete and I were texting about that last night. Could you imagine being one of the Cardinals people right now, just living to the kickoff of that game, just being like, I cannot believe this is this is the lot of life I have right now. Like it's a coin flip game against the Colts. I I, I will tell you this. I want. I think I like the Colts. The Colts are one of my the Colts and the Titans have always been my teams this year, betting wise. And have the futures on them. But I don't know, man. I think I agree with what Will Hill said yesterday. Where it feels like the pendulum almost has swung on the Colts. And I could see Arizona with a bounce back tomorrow. We'll see. We'd love to see the Colts rolling, though. Um, Survivor, always intriguing. Jeff and I will give you what we have in our accounts for Week 16. But first, Premier League picks from Paul Carr. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) (laughs) Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Pet MGM, the king of sports books, welcomes you with a special NBA offer on Christmas Day. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if any team hits a three pointer all day long, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn M Life rewards that you can use at any MGM resort nationwide. Download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any team hits a three-pointer on Christmas Day. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com. That's BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada or Mississippi. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, uh, you were uh, 
you were ruminating, you were speculating on Survivor. What was your uh, what was your question? If you survive, who do you pick on Sunday? Basically, is what <laughs> what it boils down <laughs> yes. to in simplistic terms. Yeah, and you and you were saying, do you really take the Chargers against the Texans? To which my reaction was yes, but you're but you said I concerned because Chase Daniel tested positive earlier in the week. We know what happened in New Orleans. By now, the way, good on us for speculating correctly about that yesterday on the show. Yeah, as Once soon Trevor as Simeons Simeon. came down, yeah. Hills came down as naturally as soon as we were mm-hmm. off the air. And now Ian Book gets a start on Monday night. Good luck if you have New Orleans. Um, Mazel tov. Look, look uh, I'm just concerned because the last thing you want is a late COVID positive on Herbert and you're stuck with Easton Stick. <laughs> <laughs> with your intrinsic value of at that point probably over five hundred thousand dollars. That is correct, over five hundred. Uh, so, yeah. uh, I, again, I I wonder what Paul has to say on this too. Like the other options based off of teams that are still widely available in this are the Eagles over the Giants, Ugh. the Seahawks over the Bears, bigger, uh. and then the one you'll love the most, the Falcons over the Lions. Oh hell no! <laughs> like no, uh uh-uh. uh. Let's bring in Paul Carr, ladies and gentlemen, from True Media Networks, and of course the uh, Expected oh. Value podcast. What I mean, could you imagine? We're, we're living through the, the the folks who have these. Obviously, they're in a wonderful position in this, but I I can't imagine I can't imagine the pressure of like I cannot believe I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> to try uh, to win. No. Survivor. Yes, no, I'd, can't. I go with the Eagles of those three games just because you know I think Jeff's starting a quarterback for the Giants and. Yeah. yeah, the Eagles have been playing pretty well. Though I will say this about the Texans, right? Because the Chargers are playing the Texans. I Brandon Cooks and Kaimi Fairbairn are still, I believe, on the COVID list, and like Brandon Cooks and those two guys are literally the only professional, yeah. you know, professionals uh, weekly on that team. So I don't know. I, hey, one one step at a time, as they say. Yeah. Uh, yeah seriously, Paul. The, there's so many reasons why I love having you on the show. One, that, maybe the greatest reason. No, I think the greatest reason is your great ESPN <laughs> stories. But one of the great ones is that you you also pay close attention to what we're talking about on the show, so you actually follow up with really relevant stats. Let's start with the Survivor thing. Yeah. Uh, and you 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 looked at who people have left in this now. Yeah, I was looking at, so we're, like you said, we assume the eight people who have the Packers will use the Packers. So there's eight left. Of those eight, four of them had either San Francisco or Tennessee available, and four of them only had Tennessee available from that game. So I would assume those four all took Tennessee. I would. I mean, they had Arizona them. as options, but I mean, I mean, the thing is, how many of those four were like, oh, but Tennessee's an underdog. I'm not going to use right. them. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, know. Personally, I would have trusted Tennessee more than Arizona in this spot. So that leaves four that had San Francisco or Tennessee, and had presumably picked one of those two. And you, I mean, for their sake, you hope they picked right. But I'm sure. I would guess that. I would think at least three of those took San Francisco. We will find out tomorrow, that's for sure. Two great uh, football games, at least on paper tomorrow. At least one a great football game on paper tomorrow. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll crescendo to your Premier League picks. Uh, but I said I'm going to talk about my favorite Christmas songs later, to which you say? Well, I have two answers. One, if you want a traditional Christmas carol, I go with Silent Night because I, the piece of it all and Christmas, mm-hmm. calm season, blah, blah, blah. I do have the a first version thing, of that coming up, yes. The first thing I always listen to of Christmas is the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack. Vince <laughs> okay. Guaraldi, jazzy piano. Yeah. Uh, like th- that puts me in the mood. Just love it. No, I, I agree with you. Is it like Dave Brubeck part of that, I think, I want to say. Oh, you might, you might be part of the trio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just phenomenal. Um, so we'll get to that. And then, of course, you are a Miami Dolphins fan. And I was talking about yeah. the, the Tua stat and how 
I believe conservatively he's a top-half NFL quarterback, probably like the 14th best, some, somewhere in there, and I defy anybody to go through every team and to, and to say that there's 16 better quarterbacks than him. And right. the stat, again, for me is there's no separation with his receivers. He had the least separation last year, and then if you take out Jalen Waddell this year, he once again has the least separation, and to that you had something also. I mean, I think – I think there's about 10 that are pretty clearly better than him. And it does depend a little bit if you want like today or you want, you know, the next two or three years, because someone like Russell Wilson's probably ahead of Tua today. But if you have three years, I don't know if he is. Um, but I, I, after 10, it is such a mishmash, like 10 to 20. I think you could almost just throw in a hat and it depends. You know, would you rather have Tua than Derek Carr? You know, I think so. But you know, I'm not going to like fight somebody over it. Right. Uh, so it, yeah. It, it's in that range. I think, so I think, you know, you said 10 to 15, I think Jeff said like 15 to 20. Yeah. I, I would lean toward you maybe because I'm a little biased and I like the upside and two has played pretty well this season, you know, completing a lot of passes, not he's tr- dialing down on the mistakes lately. Uh, the other question is how much of that is because the Dolphins haven't played anybody in you know six weeks. Paul, the sight of you in a parking lot fight, in a Tua versus Derek Carr <laughs> argument, which just be sens- just absolutely sensational. Jeff, yeah. yes, Jeff I Marlette. did go through it. I had Tua right at sixteen. Yeah, I had him at, four- I had him at fourteen. 16. I believe it, it's there's just not enough good. There's not enough good quarterbacks to go around. Like so, for people who kill Tua, it's like, oh, really? Who would you rather have? Like, there's 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 tons of teams that would take him. Trust me. Right. Uh, this right, you want Kirk Cousins or you want Tua? I mean, I, I put Cousins ahead of him. Like, I was super, like, liberal about it. I was like, oh, no, Cousins. Cousins have a great season. I'll put him ahead of Tua. I, I tried to, like, err on the side of not being pro Tua, and I still only came up with, like, 14th or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah and then, that's the range. Yeah, and, so, and then, of course, the game last night, the Titans and the Niners, I briefly mentioned that one of the things the Titans did very well yesterday was third down conversions. They were 9 of 16, and you have a historic yeah. stat about that. Yeah, I mean, you always say, you know, turnover differential is your number one box score thing to see who won the game. And, and you're pretty much right. It's like 79% if you have a positive turnover differential to win the game. Uh, third down conversion percentage, though, I don't know if it's a close second, but it's a solid second. This season, and actually for the last 20 years, if you convert over half or more of your third downs in a game, your win percentage is about 685. So, I mean, wow. do more than two-thirds of the yeah. time just by converting – you know, more than 50%. And that's such a fine margin because league average third down conversion rates about 40%. And, you know, you have 10 or 15 third downs a game on average. So it's just like those couple of plays make such a huge difference in your chances to win the game. Yeah. I say it's always, it's the runners in scoring position of football, right? It's something mm-hmm. that we, we watch, we, we get excited about, but we don't process how often those yeah. high leverage moments actually result in victory. Three premier league picks. We got three minutes. They're all, all right. Sunday. Yeah. What's first? Yeah. Boxing day. Let me throw out the caveat that there are COVID things happening. There have been three of 10 games canceled so far, including one today. So there's always the chance this may, these games may not happen. But so we'll start with West Ham against Southampton. I like West Ham to win this one, minus 115. Uh, neither sides look great lately, to be honest. But West Ham is hoping to have Mikel Antonio back, at least off the bench. Uh, they're star forward. So that'll help get them going again. Uh, their defense is... A little sketchy right now, again, for COVID reasons. But Southampton's been really bad on the road this season and really bad at West Ham historically for what that's worth. They've lost 14 of 18 games there. So I like West Ham uh, minus 115 to win that one. All right. And then another win to nil here with Man City. Yeah, Man City, I mean, they're like minus 550 to win this game. And I think the 
typical spread is two and a half goals. So, you know, looking for a better way to get a little better value out of it. I like Man City to win to nil against Leicester. Uh, minus 115 is my price. City's won three straight by a combined 12 nil. Jeez. And they're out shooting opponents 73 to 13 in that span. Oh, now, man. these were not great teams, obviously, but uh, they're still just dominant defensively. You know, they're going to scratch out a couple of goals. They've won eight straight. Uh, Leicester's defense only has two shutouts this season. Leicester also hasn't played in two weeks for COVID reasons. Uh, so, you know, fitness and that sort of thing, a question for them. So I think City's going to dominate this game like they uh, have been recently. I'll take them to win to nil at minus 115. All right. And then finally, uh, Chelsea's in third place currently behind Man City and Liverpool okay. in the Premier League standings. Uh, a full 16 points better than Aston Villa. But you like this to be low scoring. I think so. Minus 120 is the price for me on under two and a half. Uh, we've talked about how Villa has kept things tight defensively under new manager Steven Gerrard. Uh, Chelsea's top three forwards may all be out. Your, your guy, Romelu Lukaku, uh, Kai Havertz, and Timo Werner. Lukaku actually came back to training yesterday, but you know, again, what kind of fitness are you in? We've been out for a week or so uh, battling COVID to some extent. So Chelsea pretty thin at forward. Uh, Aston Villa likes it defensive, like to keep it defensive. And I think we'll have another quiet type of game where each team kind of scratch out a one nil type of win in this one. So under two and a half minus 120, my price. All right. West Ham over Southampton, Manchester city, win to nil over Leicester and Aston Villa, Chelsea under Paul. Uh, let me just thank you uh, here at the end of the year for all that you add to the show. I just, I appreciate it so much. Everything we talk about you enhance. And I just want to thank you for all your time and insight and all your premier league picks, man. Merry Christmas and happy new year to you and the family. You're welcome. Merry Christmas to you. Enjoy the Chinese food. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's like you know me. Thank you. You know me well. Paul Carr, everybody, at Paul Carr, C-A-R-R, on Twitter. Jeff and I will come back and talk week 16 next. Numbers Gate Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Bet MG. Bet MG. Bet MG. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.